Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. This is a live radio show. You are listening to Pastor Bob Simons at the studios of KDIX Dickinson, North Dakota. 
And there's three different ways that you could be listening to this. You could be listening to it on KDIX.net or Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2 or the powerful AM station, the local AM station right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, KDIX. I'm not sure which way you are, but you can tell me. You can text me tonight, and we would um, love to hear from you. My text number is 701-290-7862. If you're listening from outside of the country and you want to email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. We've got Brother Fuller listening, uh, living the life up on the lake. Uh, Carl and Jeannie listening. We've got Brother and Sister Caribou. No, that's Brother and Sister Curtis from Caribou, Maine. We've got, got a lady named Jody Sletton listening. Hmm. We've got... Um, Oh, Yvonne's listening down in Bowman. That makes my day. Yvonne's one of our new people. Uh, what a story to tell. She had a stroke in the nursing home here. Our team from the nursing home was able to reach and, and share with her the Acts 238 message. They baptized her down in Bowman in Jesus' name, and we're excited about that. So text me tonight, 701-290-7862. We've got Abe playing music tonight. He's going to line up some a few good songs and in the studio, I have a guest, kind of a surprise guest. I wouldn't have announced this because we didn't plan it until he was preaching up in Williston in Newtown today, and he just rolled in just in time for the program to start. Uh, his name is Pastor Marvin Arnold, and he's from the Detroit area. And um, I told him what I want him to do tonight is um, just to tell some stories about um, some of the good things going on in their church in Detroit. Also, um, just as a way of introduction, he used to, I used to be his youth leader a long time ago. I was a youth leader. We were both from Bismarck, and he worked for me at, at one point. And um, so we've got a lot of history together. But he's on the radio with us tonight, and I, he's going to just be telling stories tonight. Uh, good to have you with us, Brother Arnold. Thank you, Pastor Bob. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here with you and Abe. And um, I want to first say... Um, Pastor Bob has been probably one of the greatest influences in my life, and uh, I know we, we kind of tease each other and and uh, don't want to get too sentimental, but uh, he definitely has been a great uh, influence in my life and therefore affected my ministry over the years, and so I really am thankful for, for him and uh, thankful for the opportunity. Um, you know... Leaving North Dakota and moving to Michigan was uh, quite a cultural shock, uh, probably spiritually. Um, definitely a different culture. Same message, same uh, truth, uh, but just a different culture. North Dakota's got a very unique, tight-knit culture. And, uh, you know, definitely miss that moving out to Michigan. Uh, but I've been there 30 uh, one years in the metro, greater Detroit metro area. And uh, in 2000, the Lord uh, allowed us to begin pastoring. And so this next year will be 20 years uh, in the city of Kego Harbor uh, and the what is called the Lakes area. We've got about 150,000 people in the Lakes area um, and about 3 million in our county. And so we've got a great, great harvest field. Um, and it is a uh, it's a cultural uh, melting pot. I told uh, the congregation today in our uh, morning commute, we've got about 650,000 cars on the uh, combined freeways, and they call it the mixing bowl. 
Um, and so I said, you know, coming back to North Dakota, the Lord has taught me some patience this weekend because I'm looking for an opening in the lane. And, you know, in Detroit, we're fairly aggressive drivers, and I got behind some slow cars this weekend. So, um, but, it's, but it's great to be back. And, uh, you know, I give God all the glory for, first of all, allowing me to, I think the, the Apostle Paul said it, it was the Lord that put us into the ministry. And so it is really nothing we've done on our own exclusively. It is the Lord that, that has put us, allowed us to um, to be used and to allow our giftings and callings to um, you know become evident. But uh, I thank the Lord for a great congregation he's blessed us with there. And um, I was thinking about it today. You know, we never really set out to be a multicultural church. Uh, but we did pray, Lord, help us to be. Uh, a multicultural church, but we didn't really exclusively go after in individual ethnicities or um, cultures. But I, I can truly say that what we um, were intentional about, and that was loving people. It, it didn't matter where they came from. And uh, to date, we have approximately 14 cultures in our congregation, and so it makes it exciting, uh, sometimes challenging. Uh, trying to maneuver the uh, cultural, you know, waters and uh, learning that people do get offended over things that we 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 say really you're you're upset about you're leaving because why? <laughs> um, but to them it's very you know it's very important very serious. Uh, uh, but I really thank the Lord. You know we've seen His the power of God move in extraordinary ways. And, uh, you know, I can't even, a few years ago, you get into the mode of pastoring and, and working with people. Sometimes you don't really recognize it, it was the hand of God. It was the power of God. But I think the older I get and uh, the longer I've been in ministry, I truly understand and recognize that it is it is the power of God. It is the message that we preach. And, um, you know, the book of Mark, chapter 16 it's a very common, uh, well-used verse, but the Bible says, These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall, in his name, cast out devils, speak with new tongues. Verse 18, They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And then it says, Then they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And that's what we really are seeing so much lately, is the recovery of the sick. And I think that's what the world is really looking for. It's We're seeing it really sweep our apostolic movement. People are interested in miracles, signs, and wonders. And so uh, I'd like to maybe share a few of those testimonies tonight of just notable miracles that God's done. And, uh, you know, it it, um, it bolsters our faith. It um, helps us to remember the whole reason that we're in this thing uh, to begin with, and that's really to see the miracles of God happen. Um, one of the great miracles that just recently happened, uh, we have a, a school teacher that came to one of our Sunday services for prayer, for healing, for cancer, lung cancer. And we thank God that she came forward at that, that service, that altar, and we prayed a prayer of faith, 
and uh, the Holy Ghost was in, in the building. Um, not only did God heal her, but she was baptized that day and filled with the Holy Ghost. And, um, you know, she's in, I believe, her seventh week of um, discipleship with my wife every Wednesday before service. And uh, she said a few weeks ago, she goes, you know, the greatest miracle, really, beyond being healed of lung cancer is I was healed by the truth and uh, salvation, and now I get to go to heaven. And I think sometimes people miss that. They, they really say, man, I thank God for the miracle. And, uh, and sometimes they leave, they, they, get, they get blessed, they get healed, and, and you don't see them. And so I'm really encouraged that she understands there's a greater healing. Uh, it's, it's salvation, and it's, it's eternity with Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's, you know, I, uh, if you're tuning in late, we've got Pastor Marvin Arnold uh, from Michigan here. He was just, he's my friend forever, and he's been, he was driving through, and I said, you should do my radio show. And I, I just asked him, he didn't have any prep time or anything really to do this, so I told him, just tell us stories about what's going on in, in uh, the church you pastor. And I'm excited to hear these stories. You can, uh, we're going to play some music now for the next few minutes. Text me, 701 290 7862, good to have Dave and Lauren and Fargo. Going to be marrying those people here in a couple weeks. And then um, Brother Griffith out in Great Falls. And then uh, Stormy's listening, not in the Philippines, over by Chicago or somewhere in there. All right, stay tuned.
listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. And I, I did get a text. Somebody tuned in late and didn't sound like Pastor Bob talking. Well, it's not. This is Pastor Bob, but I've got a good friend of mine, a pastor in the Detroit area. I always say that because I never remember where he's from, but I always say it sounds it makes it sound like you're bigger when you're in Detroit right, anyway. Right. Greater Detroit. Greater Detroit. Metro. But he, uh, he's on in the studio with us. I want to just give a shout-out to... Um, Dave and Lauren, I don't think I, oh, I did too. Zach and Leah are listening tonight. We've got Kathy listening somewhere in Belfield, and Becky's listening where at in um, Tioga, North Dakota. Good to have all you guys listening. I've got Pastor Marvin Arnold just telling some experiences they've had, the uh, starting taking this church out in Detroit and bringing it up to a next level. Thank you. I want to say I had a, I had a great time today in uh Newtown, and then Williston, and uh, driving through the Badlands. It's uh, it's a beautiful state, and uh, thankful that I got to drive through this great land for a few days and get away from the the city. Uh, but we have grown to love uh, the Detroit metro area, and uh, my wife and I just celebrated 29 years about a week ago, and uh, of marriage, and so. Her family, of course, is Polish and Italian, and um, great, great heritage there um, that really has been a blessing to our church as well. Uh, but I, I was thinking uh, earlier, we're talking about, you know, miracles and what God does, and I'm thankful for my apostolic heritage, you know, my, my roots and uh, the North Dakota district, and even going further back to my grandfather and, you know, being fourth generation apostolic Pentecostal means a lot. But I do I would say that in in growing a church, um, when we took a the church in two thousand we had ten people that voted us in. We were in a township hall and uh, you know we weren't an old school or generational apostolic church. And so what we've learned over the years is um, you know, sometimes when you have visitors come in that are old school apostolic, um, there's a tendency sometimes to use a lot of um, verbiage that new folks, cliches they don't understand. Uh, but what we've watched over the years is um, God has really blessed us with seeing people born again and then watch them grow and be used of God. And one of the greatest uh just testimonies that I, I really wanted to share was my assistant pastor uh, and his wife. They have five children, five daughters, and uh, they have such a, a love for God. And uh, it all started um, about seven years ago. He was involved. He was out doing the things that guys in the world do. Him and a friend were out driving. They had been drinking, and they were involved in a rollover accident. And his friend was uh, killed there in the scene and he was wandering down the road with his shoes off and trying to figure out you know what just happened but in that aftermath you know the first thing that happened was God led them to church and uh, grew up in a good uh, denominal church but not really spirit filled and uh, we baptized him and his wife in in the months following that um, and uh Watch God just transform their life. And not only were they just churchgoers, but uh, I can truly say that they fell in love with truth. And so we begin to teach them how to disciple. 
and it wasn't long until they were discipling people. And the great thing about it is sometimes in a church we get stuck with our four walls and our time frames. And what we what we learned over a short period of time was, hey, pastor, well, this, this person, we're trying to disciple them. Is it okay if we do it on Saturday morning at 7.30? And I said, wow, um, you know, that's pretty exciting that someone would take their Saturday morning and get up to accommodate another new family's schedule and teach them a Bible study, disciple them. And from that sacrifice, you know, we've seen a number of families uh, be born again through them. And so, you know, it's, that, that's the great thing about the apostolic message, about truth, about um, seeing it grow. It's not about us. It's not about me and my four and no more. It's watching it extrapolate. Um, and so God has definitely blessed us with, you know, people that just love God and... Um, even this last few weeks, they have seen miracles in their own own children's lives. Um, and God has begun to move and do some miracles physically. And so I, I thank God that he's raising up future generations. We thank God for the generations that have gone by. Uh, but to keep the message moving forward, there's got to be new people that fall in love with, with the Acts 2.38 message. And uh, and I think discipleship is the is just a major part of it. Uh, there's just no way around it. Um, and so I really thank God for um, him and his family and the miracle that the Lord did in bringing him through that tragedy and turning it into again salvation and deliverance. And well, his his oldest daughter is 16. She's on our praise team. His 13 year old helps in our media room and uh, he has twins uh, that are nine and then he has another his littlest youngest is um, I believe she's seven or eight years old but uh, but every one of them very active all have been filled with the Holy Ghost all have been baptized and um, so just just a beautiful family and we thank God for him mm-hmm. I, I want to uh, I want to uh, before this program's over, tell us a little bit about the Bosnian stuff. Maybe you were going to mention some of that, some of those people. But you're listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. If you're tuning in, you know that this is a little different. We've got a guest in the studio. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Unless you have something nasty to say, I don't want to hear it. But all the good stuff, text me. Royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that 
you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Tell it like it is radio show. And we've got um, people listening tonight. Uh, Joe and Sarah are listening tonight. We've got uh, many other people that are listening. Glad to have you with us. We were playing a little bit of uh, Bill Farron's music. That was Lance Appleton there. But we're, we're featuring some of, of Bill Farron's music on a new CD he's got called The Captain. In the studio with me is Marvin Arnold. He's a pastor in Michigan. And um, we when I call him... Uh, he starts telling me stories about things that are happening, and I don't get a word in edgewise. So this radio show, he gets to do this now. So uh, welcome back to the microphone. Thank you. Well, And it's not Bosnian either. It's Albanian. I said Bosnian. Okay, so right. it's Albanian. Got it. Well, thank you, Pastor Bob. Yeah, a number of years ago, uh, we had our first uh, convert from Montenegro, which is, I guess, north of Albania. And uh, they they definitely uh, choose two different you know sides of the border there, but uh, from that one uh, convert uh, we ended up baptizing eleven uh, Albanian, Montenegrin, and, and Yugoslavians, and uh, it was just it was awesome to see God move through that, uh, and they're all very tightly knit, and of course many of the cultures. Uh, in a metro area, you'll you'll find them settling together, 
um, doing different types of work. A lot of the Albanians um, in the metro area, they either own Coney Islands, and so we, of course, love, love good food. In fact, my wife and our visiting evangelist uh, and the family all went to an Albanian restaurant today. Um, and so they make the greatest corned beef sandwiches, about three and a half, four inches thick. And so I've, I've grown to love those over the years. <laughs> right. But uh, we have some of the, just the sweetest people. Some people say, you know, the Albanians are very fierce. And uh, I would say, you know, one of our greatest soul winners, uh, no doubt, was very fierce before he was born again. But I can tell you they are a different kind of fierce, just so passionate about Jesus Christ after mm-hmm. they're born again. Uh, Brother Joka in our church, he has personally uh, won ab- approximately 100 people to the Lord wow. in different churches in the metro area. And he just, that's all he wants to talk about is Jesus. And of course, he's hes a, he's a big man and... Uh, you know, but before the Lord, it was uh, you know it was guns and money and gambling and uh, those kind of things. But uh, a number of years ago, um, of course, he he speaks Albanian, Yugoslavian, um, and a number of years ago, we had one of our Montenegrin families. Their parents came in who speak Yugoslavian, but they don't speak English, hmm. and so they would come to church. And they would just kind of sit next to Brother Joka and just what if he if he would stand they would stand if he would clap they would clap and I would greet him. In fact, I would use a I would use a uh, an app translator just so I could communicate a little bit with him. Um, just tell him, hey, great to have you. Jesus loves you, mm-hmm. and it would give it to them in their language. But I remember the day that the Holy Ghost was really moving in our service, and uh, uh, I saw Licka. He's he was seventy four years old. Uh, and his wife, uh, they were in the service. Again, we had headsets uh, that the Lord blessed us with, and we were able to let them hear it in their language. Um, and that's an, that's another story. But but that service, I remember the Lord was really moving. And, and I said to Brother Joka, he came up to the altar. Licka, 74 years old, no English, he came with him. And I just said, Brother Joka, would you interpret for me? And I And I just began to pray and go through repentance. And um, it wasn't long until I looked up and jo- Brother Joka had Licka up at the baptismal. And, of course, it was all in Albanian or Yugoslavian. But he was just so passionate about it. All I heard was just, ah, da, 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 da. and then once in a while I'd hear, in Jesus' name. And then I'd hear, ah, da, 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 in Jesus' name. And, and Licka would say, oh, oh, and, and look at the water. And, and finally, Brother Joka said, Pastor, he's ready. And we baptized Licka and his wife. In Jesus' name, both 74 years old, not speaking any English, uh, in a in a Detroit metro church, and um, it, it's just exciting to see God work through people. And you know, we we love our missionaries, but you know, we've got a great mission field uh, right right there in our midst. Um, the reason that we had those translating um, those translator headsets. Uh, another thing that the Lord really did, um, just an amazing miracle, was um, I was sharing with Pastor Bob earlier, was we had a young lady from Macedonia, and she had gone through uh, a great tragedy in losing her, her daughter, her family, and just being separated from them. 
and she had a um, you know a breakdown and one of our Albanian ladies found her walking by her restaurant and she was not clothed and um, it was winter time and she took her in and then she started bringing her to church and uh, you know it wasn't long until she was baptized in Jesus name filled with the Holy Ghost and then I found out that she spoke the language of these Yugoslavians and so the Lord blessed us to buy some headsets and uh, um, you know God can take anybody and he took her from such a, a low place of despair and despondency and allowed her uh, to sit in the service and interpret the word of God so that somebody else could hear it right. and uh, so that that's just a miracle I mean even her Holy Ghost birthday she just she rejoices you know pastor it's I remember I got the Holy Ghost you know two years ago in April um, and so it's exciting to see how God will take what we think, uh, as far as leadership and those kind of things, God can use anybody. Right. And so we give him the glory uh, for just drawing drawing hungry people from every culture. You know, um, just something you said kind of sparked something in me. A lot of people, a lot of Americans, are, seem to be upset about a lot of these people coming in from, from other countries. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I understand where that can be very upsetting. But from the standpoint I have, uh, when they get here, we can we can preach this Acts 2:38. Teach them the Acts 2:38 message. Which, if you're listening, you don't know what that means. Peter said, "Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost." Well, that's what Apostolic Pentecostal people believe, and it's a very simple message. But what is interesting to me, uh, what's happened in the United States is changing the way that the apostolic church is reaching the world. Right, right. I've got a friend in Honduras that I don't know, several churches have been started now by people, Hondurans in the States, getting into an apostolic church here, being concerned for their families back in Honduras, and then they'll contact this pastor, this missionary, and he'll start a church in their city, teach them a Bible study. And so uh, it is really cool. Hey, we're going to play another song here. Text me, 701-290-7862. Where's Dave at tonight? One-armed Dave. How come you're not texting me? I'm gonna 
just by bloodshed you took the blame Just so that I could be baptized in Jesus' name They took your body down and placed it in the tomb They rolled the stone across and sealed it in that room But three days later the stone was rolled away The grave was empty Only grave clothes where you lay The grave no match No power over you Rising victorious The sting of death was through You came into my life and Pentecostal evangelist came out with a great CD, and if you want information on how to get that CD, I can get it to you. I'm all through the program. I'm giving you my personal cell phone number, 701-290-7862. You can text me. It always does encourage me when people text me and let me know they're listening, and it's so fun to read some of them. There was a guy that used to text me. He said he was the mayor of Leffer, North Dakota, and Leffer's not a very big town. So I never knew for sure if he was really the mayor or if he was just messing with me. I didn't know, but he hasn't texted me for quite a while. But um, we've got, uh, just want to let you know, I know we've got kind of one more segment here, and then we're going to do some stuff, but uh, I want to invite you to church. 501 Elks Drive is our church. Uh, our old church was on, on 105 7th Avenue West. You just flip it around. Now it's 501. 
So uh, if you were dyslexic before, you probably used to go up to the Elks when you were trying to find us at our old church. But we have um, bought the top portion of the Elks building over a year ago, and we're filling it up, and we want you to come and experience what it means to be in a spirit-filled church and also in a church full of people that are pretty nice people, and they love you, great place to bring your family. Uh, we got more kids in this church than I think any church in the city of Dickens. I counted a while back, and this was a while back, 80 kids under the age of 17 and under, 80 kids, and I think there's a lot more now because they just keep having babies. I think there's something in the water up there at the old Elks. I don't know if that, I, I can't explain it. But we've got tonight, I better quit doing this, Marvin Arnold's in the studio, and um, he's just telling us some stories about the church that he pastors, and I know he loves those people, and I've got a feeling they love him too. Why don't you keep on going? Thank you, Pastor Bob. You know, the uh, the great thing about, again, living for God is you get to be a part of all these awesome miracles in people's lives. And, um, you know, I remember, I'm sure Brother Simons remember when I was a teenager, and uh, I remember being a youth pastor, and you kind of feel like, you know, like raising children that they kind of just take you for granted. They don't say much unless they need money or uh, <laughs> uh, being bailed out or something like that. But really, uh, it is a privilege to help shepherd people and really as an under-shepherd, just help guide their lives. Uh, a few years ago, we had a, a lady that was walking through our church parking lot and pushing her stroller and she heard the preached gospel through the windows. And, um, you know, in a world where the denominal churches are are dying, if we're really honest, they're dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, because people are looking. We have a, a man recently that came from a denominal religion. And he said he's 68 years old. And he said, this is the greatest thing I've ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. And he's only been with us about six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he just cannot believe uh, I've never heard this before. Um, and so people are really hungry. But this this young lady was going through our parking lot, heard the preaching, felt something, came in. And um, it was a number of months that went by that she began to share her, her personal testimony, kept coming back to Bible study. And one night she shared with my wife some very personal things that, that night and a few other nights that she walked by, she was really ready to end her life. Mm-hmm. And um, we baptized her in Jesus' name, and the Lord filled her with the Holy Ghost. And, uh, you know, God has just helped her through some some generational curses, some abuse, some things that have happened in her life that would just, you know, really shock us. And, and maybe it doesn't shock us anymore. But this past year, she has two children now, and uh, this past year... She was pregnant, and um, they found out that she had a grapefruit-sized tumor on her tailbone, attached to her tailbone, almost like someone palming a basketball. The nerves were wrapped around the tumor. And, uh, you know, that that really brought a lot of fear uh, because the doctors gave her kind of an ultimatum. You need to choose between the baby and your own health. And uh, this this lady really came to my wife and I and of course the church began to pray and uh, she said you know what I I will not abort my baby I'm just not going to do it and we begin to pray of course this is this is not an overnight this is months 
this is months and uh, making sure you know those those last two months and three months of, of the pregnancy uh you know there was concerns about the baby there's concerns about her coming through um the delivery uh but but the lord blessed him with a beautiful little boy healthy as can be and then the months went by to where she was um scheduling the surgery seeing all kinds of specialists and uh, just a, about 4 weeks ago um she went through a class actually they said you know this tumor being attached to your tailbone the nerves she they said more than likely you're going to wear a colostomy bag the rest of your life and so they put her through a class on how that would affect her but we begin to pray again and I, and, and i really want to say tonight there is such power in prayer mm-hmm. um i remember preaching a message years ago um I entitled it. Of course, my children used to laugh about it because they probably heard it more than once. But every ear of corn matters, and uh, was the title of it. Um, and it was about um, Ruth going behind and picking up those ears of corn. Well, they eventually they built up to something of value. And the Bible says our prayers have gone up before the Lord as a memorial. And in my mind, I really just picture. You know, every prayer being like a stone, one on top of the other, until finally it gets to the place where God says, hey, wait a minute, i got to recognize this. If his, if our prayers go up as a memorial in Old Testament history, you know, we know that memorials were built of stone and, and, and they had some height to them. But I really believe that every prayer eventually gets to the place where the Lord says, listen, you, you've prayed so many times that I have to recognize it. I cannot violate my word. Um, because he said if we would pray, if we would ask, that he would respond. And so I remember us praying. My wife and I stood and, and held hands in, in this lady's uh, living room. In fact, her husband held hands with us, and that's a miracle in itself. And then even the little boy, you know, he, would, he was holding my hand. And uh, during the prayer, I, he let go of my hand, so I looked down, and he was, he was picking his nose. And then when he got done... <laughs> He grabbed my hand again, <laughs> and then he let go, and I looked down, and uh, you know he started again. But you know the Lord helped us through that. But 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 just a, a few days after that, her surgery was five hours, and when we got to the hospital, she was so excited, and her words were this: right when we walked into the room, I thought she was going to be you know completely out of it, and she we walked in, she said, "There's no colostomy bag." And her husband said, you know, when she came to, that was the first thing I said, honey, no colostomy bag. In fact, he said, when the doctors got in there, they said, well, we don't know what happened, but that tumor, it's actually dead. And we know what happened. Yeah. We know the hand of God was in there. Yeah. And uh, and so this last Sunday was her first Sunday back in church. And just to see her go from a place of wanting to end her life to the miracle of birth, to the miracle of being born again, and the miracle of healing, all it's done is bolster. It's bolstered the faith of our congregation, of her family, of her husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's an electrician. I have him doing some work at the church. And the other day I texted him and I just said, uh, ended it by saying, God bless you. And he responded, which is the first time, God bless you, exclamation point. And uh, so God is working. And and. And so it doesn't happen overnight. In fact, it's it's been a journey. 
almost 20 years, but every miracle matters and every every individual matters, and we're excited about what God's doing in the greater metro area, and he's doing it here in North Dakota too, and uh, I'm thankful for all the miracles, signs, and wonders that, that are taking place in, in these last days, but the Lord said he'd do it, mm-hmm. and so it's exciting. You know, the um, Marvin Arnold pastor in the Detroit area, is in the studio with us, um, and while he's talking, I this is kind of the same. I get what every time I talk to you on the phone, kind of same stuff, not the same stories, but and you know, I think uh, I was talking about it in our Sunday school class today, in one of our adult Bible classes, that Jesus was tired, he was hungry, he sent his disciples into town in John chapter four to get something to eat, and in the meantime, it's a longer story than this, but he begins to minister to a woman that really, really needed help. By the time his apostles got back, Jesus wasn't hungry anymore, and they couldn't figure out why he wasn't. And he said, I have meat to eat that you don't know anything about. And once you get involved with uh, reaching out the gospel to other people, you know, there's more to this life than just making a living, you know, fixing your house, mowing your lawn. Uh, There's more to this life than just pleasures and entertainment. But just imagine that you could be a part of somebody that's on their way to hell and now they're on their way to heaven. That's pretty addictive stuff. It really is. It's more addictive than any drug. You know, I've got uh, Abe in the studio here. He's going to give you some, make some announcements on how to get a hold of us. There, we have uh, some daughter works around us, and one that we're going to claim, even though they're not our daughter work up in Beulah, but my daughter is uh, the pastor's wife there, so I, it's kind of a daughter work, kind of. But anyway, uh, he's going to tell you how to get. If you're listening from outside of the Dickinson area, he's going to tell you how to get to our church in Dickinson. Over from the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson. Um, the address is 501 Elks Drive. You can visit us Sunday morning, 10 o'clock a.m. There's Sunday school. And also, um, our worship service starts at 11 o'clock a.m. every Sunday morning. Um, our next service will be Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. at the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson. Um there's also a midweek service if you're from the beach um, area. There's an apostolic service at the Beach Community Center every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Um, and on Thursday night down in Bowman, there's an apostolic service. Um, and uh, that in Bowman there, it's at the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Um, 18 North Main is the address. And... Um, that's every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. at the Cornerstone Apostolic Church in Bowman. Also, um, in Beulah, the Truth Community Church, um, they have service on Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Um, the address to the Truth Community Church in Beulah is 220 3rd Street Northwest and... Um, They'd love to have you join them. If you'd like more information about the New Life Pentecostal Church or or uh, about these services, you can email Pastor Bob Simons. Um, his email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com, or you can call or text him. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862. Thank you, Abe, and you are listening to the Tell It Like It Is show, and I just want to tell you that um, 
God is really moving here in Dickinson. We always say Dickinson, North Dakota, because we do have people listening from out of state, and so they always say, where is that? And you are listening to a live broadcast right now. Uh, what is it, June 1st or June 2nd today? Something like that, June 2nd. And and this will also be podcasted on the Holy Ghost Radio podcast. It takes uh, them a little while to get those on there, so sometimes they're behind. But uh, Brother Duran has been a great friend to the uh, to this ministry I got a girl that just texted me, and uh, her name is Sarita. She filled up a whole pew full of people today with just people she brought to church. Wow! And uh, the uh, uh, so it's, uh, she's doing a great thing. She, if she keeps going the way she is, she's going to fill up the whole side of that church, I think. Well, what I've asked uh, Pastor Marvin Arnold now to do is to just finish up. He's we've got a few minutes. He's going to um, kind of this last segment, and then I'd, I asked him also to pray for our listening audience too before we are done with the program. Go ahead. Thank you, Pastor Bob. It's been an honor to be with you and Brother Abe. I've, I, In coming to North Dakota, visiting a number of churches, it's exciting to see the multicultural revival happening even in the Dakotas. Um, I, I, it's just a, amazing from growing up here to see all the many, the many cultures in our church services. And so if you're listening today, uh, don't let your ethnicity, your culture, your upbringing stop you from visiting an apostolic church. Uh, you're not going to find a church that's going to love you any more, anywhere, than people that love God like the apostolic Pentecostals do. You know, Revelation 14 and 6, uh, one of my favorite scriptures, the Bible says, I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth to every nation, kindred, tongue, people, saying with a loud voice, fear God, give him glory. And then the Bible says, worship him that made heaven, earth, and the sea, and the fountains of the water. And uh, I think today, if you're looking for truth, uh, seek it with all your heart. Um, I'm going to pray today, no matter where you are, no matter what you're growing through, no matter what your upbringing is, God is able to reveal truth to you in a mighty way. And again, I encourage you, don't don't settle uh, for a lifelong religion. Settle for an experience in a relationship with, with Jesus Christ. There's power in the name of Jesus. And uh, let's pray together that God will bring revelation, that God will bring healing to the listeners that are that are tuned in tonight. I believe God can do a miracle even as you're listening. In Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for the power of the name Jesus. Lord, there's authority, there's power that lies in that name. We thank you for the truth of your word, for revealing your word to us and to the world. I pray, Lord, right now to every listener, Lord, that you would draw them, those that are hungering and thirsting after righteousness, Lord, you said you would fill them, and I pray you would lead them to that place where they might hear the truth of God's word and be filled. Lord, those that need a healing, do a work right now that you might be glorified, you might be honored, you might be lifted and exalted, Lord. There is no name above the name of Jesus. We give you glory, honor in Jesus' name. Well, thank you for being taking time on your journey. He's got a motel room he's going to catch tonight back in Bismarck. But um, I'm so appreciative of Pastor Arnold coming through and, and sharing some of what's going on in the church that he pastors. 
Next week, 8.06 Mountain Time, another Tell It Like It Is program. Until then, God bless you, and if you live in Dickinson, you better be in church Wednesday night or else.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.